snaps out. Mm, get the screaming out. Why this episode? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad everybody hates it at least. Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, episode 44? Woo! Is this a woo episode? Oh. Yeah. Uh, As usual, I am Ames, and I am joined by... Caitlin. Jake. And Chris. And we've been covering the animated series, which months ago I said I was looking forward to. And now we're there. And And I'll make you eat those words, Ames. Now I've rethought some things. (laughs) And I'm sorry for this. This uh, episode, we're covering three TAS episodes, The Survivor, The Infinite Vulcan, and The Magics of Megas 2, which are all things that happened. Look at them go. <laughs> uh, the Survivor, probably not not the, not the a terrible one. Survivor, I was okay with. Yeah. Um, I'm a survivor, I'm gonna make it. Survivor, I'm gonna make I'm Wow. Survivor. Jake is the Survivor. So in the Survivor, we're flying around in space. We come across a ship that we realize was designated to Carter Winston, which seems impossible because he's been missing for five years. They beam him aboard. His ship has gone to shit. And it looks like it's our our good friend, Carter Winston, who was a Federation philanthropist who was engaged to Anne Norrid, who was on the Enterprise. She's a security officer and kind of a shitty one at that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But they get to reunite, and everyone's very glad that it really does look like there's going to be a happy ending for these guys after all. We do some scanning of Carter Winston to make sure he's okay. McCoy realizes there's something weird when he tries to to run his tests over him, but it's probably nothing. It's probably just one of his instruments is a little bit weird. It's cool, guys. Best physician ever. Let's ignore this. Yeah, Bones, Bones, your job is to press a button, and you're getting that wrong. I love (laughs) you, but sometimes... I'm surprised you have this job. He's like, let's blow up the ship. Let's just let some fucking guy who's obviously not human just waltz around. He does that. So speaking of which, we realize, oh, the guy isn't human. The guy is a shape-shifting alien known as a Vendorian who's been disguised as Carter Winston. And we're flying around. He takes the body of Kirk for a while as his form while Kirk is knocked out in his quarters and orders us to fly into Romulan space. That son of a bitch. Or at least past the neutral zone somewhere. He, he, they, they flying where they shouldn't be flying. And everyone says, sir? And he says, no, it's fine. We have to save some random planet I've just thought of now. And they do, and they fly around some more. What happens next? Romulans what? show up. Yeah, yeah Romulans yeah, Rom- Rom- show up, say, what the fuck are you guys doing here? We can now take you under our control. Kirk's like, lol, sorry. Yeah, whoops. Yeah, real Kirk, meanwhile, wakes up and says, whose fucking idea was this? And they're like, <laughs> it was yours, sir. You should maybe go get yourself checked out by McCoy, even though McCoy hasn't been doing his fucking job either. Speaking of, the Vendorian goes down and, t- and takes out McCoy for a while, takes on his body, looking fine. Uh, <laughs> And, and when Kirk comes in to get himself checked out, McCoy says, you're probably fine, leave me alone, I'm busy. So that seems like normal normal McCoy activity. <laughs> Until they realize, oh, you've been knocked out too, and something's, something's amiss here. Eventually they realize, oh, it's a Vendorian, because he comes flapping in and he's a big, cool-looking tentacle creature. Well, remember, he was an extra bed. 
That's true. That's true. He hid himself as a bed in sick bay. That McCoy somehow didn't realize. McCoy doesn't or pay Spock. attention to sick bay. Here's the thing. McCoy is drunk like 83% of the time, so he thought they were eight beds in sick bay. <laughs> yeah, so they find the Vendorian. They realize, oh no, there's a shape-shifting alien on board. Get him. But they, in, in charge of getting him is Anne Norred, his apparent fiance, who... Because she's a woman and gets the vapors, can't do it. I can't shoot him. He looks just like my old lover. And he's gotten away and is hiding somewhere in the ship doing random things. He gets into engineering and fucks something up for Scotty. Scotty, meanwhile, can't fix it in time. But when he talks again to, to Anne, to Anne Norrit, his supposed, like, apparent old flame, we start to realize that the Engrams of Carter Winston have somehow permeated this Vendorian, and he himself also loves Anne Norrid. And his weird human side of his weird shape-shifting monster thing makes him want to help, makes him not want to hurt the Enterprise after all, even though we, we learn that he's been siding with the Romulans lately because he really needed to have a purpose to his life. And that was helping the Romulans take over things. So when the Romulans are attacking, as they are wont to do, uh, the Vendorian decides to become a shield for the Enterprise, since Scotty's is broken. He shields the ship from attack. The Romulans get freaked out and leave or some shit. The Vendorian comes back aboard and says, I was protecting you all along. Now I'm nice. Now I want to help. And they say, well, you did come on board and side with the Romulans, but we'll take into account that you did save us from the Romulans that you put us up against in the first place. So... And how about you watch over this guy, because you're the security officer, and she's so jazzed to do it because she's so into him again. Tentacle porn. End of episode. Fuck that noise. Uh, the Infi- it's not going to get any better than that. The Infinite Vulcan. Fuck even more of this noise. <laughs> My god. And you know what the saddest part is? It was written by Walter Koenig. What? Yep. Oh, what? what? They let Walter write? They did, and he hurt himself hard. What did they pay him in? Ham sandwiches, as (laughs) usual. I actually knew that he had written an episode. I didn't realize it was this one. It was this one. We'll talk about it in a minute. Let me synopsize it quickly. Chris looks so happy. So excited. Why would you be excited over this one? Because this is ridiculous. Why? I'm sorry. I just can't believe someone let Walter Koenig write an episode. I think it was a concession for not having him be in the show. It may have been a little bit. Also, you look like a fucking overjoyed pug dog just then. You're making a face. (laughs) There's a tennis ball wire! Uh, so yes, in the Infinite Vulcan, we're on a planet. I don't think I took down... Oh yeah, we're on planet Phylos, which is a planet that's populated by plant-looking creatures. And Sulu finds one that can walk around, and he's so overjoyed that he found this cute little walking plant. But the cute little walking plant has, like, venom or some shit and bites him. Sulu falls over, and they realize, oh no, the poison, it's gonna kill him, like, any minute now. And McCoy is left without anything to do to fix this. Until these random critters show up, the Philosians, led by Agmar. The Philosians are big plant-based monsters. They look like they have pine cone heads and tentacle arms and more tentacle things, and they're just kind of weird. But, you know, animated series, you can do what you like. Lots of tentacles in this series. Lots of tentacles so far. So, Agmar, the leader of the Philosians, they bring every- they save Sulu's life because why not? They bring everybody into this weird cave of death, which I'm not sure what it was, and 
these big flying bat pterodactyls swoop down mm. and start attacking and the Philogians don't do anything about it and the phasers and stuff are not functioning because of a, uh, some kind of weapons force field that's occurring. And the big flying bat pterodactyls take Spock away and Kirk is pissed off, rightfully so, but the, the Philogians tell him, well, you gotta just leave. You gotta leave. Spock is ours now. Uh, our leader is gonna take care of it. Their leader being Dr. Stavos Caniclius, who is a scientist who survived the, the eugenics wars on Earth, which, if everyone remembers, was in the 1990s. Well, that's where Khan came from. That is where Khan came from. He had traveled to Phylos, accidentally brought a plague with him, and wiped out most of their species, but then tried to help to bring it back to, to working order and save the few remaining Philosians that are left. And he's, over the time, has just been kind of cloning himself and making himself bigger and bigger. The current Caniclius is like 50 feet tall, or thereabouts and he really just wants to like form a master race eugenically speaking which is always always like the best people are always the ones that want to do that yeah i mean spock's involved he's certainly into it right <laughs> so he's trying to form a master race he's really jazzed to have spock so he says i'm going to take spock i'm going to make a clone out of him uh, another 30 foot clone to hang out with me a really big clone and <laughs> that's how cloning works yeah, that is yeah, yeah. that's how it works he just put some plant Grower. Fertilizer? Something. Fertilizer. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Kirk and the rest of them have to beam away because the bat monsters are, are, are threatening them again. And they're trying to figure out how do we get Spock back. And they, they realize, okay, well, let's go down there. Let's try to uh, try to reason with them and, and make it so that they don't, maybe don't notice we're taking him. We'll find out when we get there. McCoy's great, <laughs> great, just great, wing it. happy. Yeah. <laughs> let's just fucking that's wing a, it. That's their plan every fucking episode. That's your plan? Get him? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, McCoy's using an old pesticide recipe from his great-grandfather or something, because, sure. I like uh, to think it's actually his grandfather's mint julep recipe. It's just really <laughs> potent. Grandpappy wasn't potent. fucking around. I mean, not to put too fine a point on it, but there were a lot of greats in there. It was probably a plantation, though, his ancestors <gasps> own. No! Yeah. So, probably a mint julep recipe, then? Probably still. Anyway... Uh, so they go down there, they realize, oh no, original Spock, Spock Prime, uh, <laughs> is on this bed dying because the cloning process kills the original one, which is a bad cloning process. Really bad, guys. Spock 2, Spock 2.0, meanwhile, exists now, and Caniclius is so happy that, oh, my master race is forming. Look, here's Spock 2. Everything's gonna be great for me. Until they start spraying all the pesticides and stuff, all the bat monsters dot, drop dead. Sorry, bat monsters. I loved them. Even they had tentacles. They did. They were cool. Spock 2.0 and Caniclius try to hide somewhere, whilst everyone else tries to save original Spock. Original recipe Spock. <laughs> Extra crispy. <laughs> not, not new Spock. But original Spock is dying because of the clone process. Because well, they're stealing his mind. They're stealing his mind. They're uploading his mind to the new one. And while it's in process, the new one isn't quite Spock yet. The old one is dying until... Kirk tries to reason with Spock 2.0 and tell him, Spock, is it good to impose your, your goodness on other societies that are already good? Because for some reason, Caniclius thinks the world is war-torn and terrible and wants to fix it. Yeah, he hasn't, like, poked his head out of the ground for several centuries. Yes, he assumes that Earth is still, like, a battered war zone. And Spock kind of realizes, oh, I see Kirk's point. Maybe this is a bad idea. 
everything everything seems to be going well in the in the universe now that the Federation is there and they're so peaceful guys did you see how peaceful they are so Spock 2.0 mind melds with original Spock with like a you know, little, little finger to the face uh, brings brings him back to to fruition everyone's okay with it everyone's happy uh, original Spock is fine the planet monsters now have a, a Spock 2.0 to help him out Kinnickley has to say well all of my life. I've been working to bring peace, and it's been for nothing? What do I do now? And they say, well, how about you, you fix this planet that you fucked up originally with your stupid play? How about you work on that, and Spock 2 will help you. There you go. Done. End of episode. Leave. <laughs> Woo! Whoa. Make like a tree and leave. Thank you, Because they're plant monsters. They are! The Magics of Magus 2. <sighs> mm. Yes, it certainly is. And the Enterprise is going to the center of the galaxy to check out if matter is being formed because of the remnants of galaxy creation stuff. And they're really excited about it. The art was really good. It was. The art for this one was fairly good. It has had a lot of like creation and planets and universe kind of swirly shit. Yeah, there that was, some was fine. Shades of Van Gogh. There was some there good was. trippy 70s bullshit. I was okay with that. I wasn't okay... With our new friend Lucian, who is a stubby armed, who was a stubby armed <laughs> satyr, who comes in and like just suddenly brings us to like some other fucking parallel universe where science doesn't work because magic is real. I'm gonna say that again: science doesn't work because magic is real. It's the wizarding world. It's the wizarding world this, of Magus Two. This, fuck you. <laughs> This is basically your ideal episode, right, Ace? I hated it so much. <laughs> Flames on the side of my face. <laughs> ah. uh, we should have watched Clue instead. That would have been better in this episode. That's, it would have been more relevant yes. in this episode. It's true. So yeah, there's magic, magic happens, and Lucian is so happy to show people, look at all the magic that can happen. Look at all this fucking cool shit. This this planet looks like a fucking gumdrop. It's delicious. Um, <laughs> and then he suddenly does a weird jumping, spinning thing and says, whoops, we gotta go, guys. Don't tell anybody and don't do anything weird. And they're back on the Enterprise. And Isn't say, that what people who are abusing children usually say? Like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Plenty. He is literally Satan. We didn't get there yet, Jake. Jake, what? Whoa. 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 I don't know. Whoa. All right, so. So we're back on the Enterprise, and we realize, well, well, let's just keep playing with magic, because why the fuck not? Spock, for some reason, is a wizard now. (laughs) (laughs) You're a wizard, Harry! The wizarding world of Spock. Yes, and Spock starts making some magic. Sulu makes some magic, makes a hot chick appear that he really wants to finger up. Finger up. Oh, that that shouldn't keep. New recipe, Sulu. Oh, no. But then the Megans, the people of Megas 2, realize, hey, all this magic is happening. Something's going on here. Lucian, did you bring these people to our planet? You know that's bad. Let's bring them all to Salem. Circa witch trial time and throw them all in stockades because that's kind of kind of that's a little bit hot when was that exactly 16 (laughs) yeah exactly 16 something like that 16 1630 oh okay 1630 1630 so 16 yeah so everyone the whole enterprise crew or at least the couple of them that matter right now are in stockades uh, Lucian is in stockades, and all these pilgrims that look that are supposed to be the Megans, 
Don't know why they like being pilgrims, but okay. They're pissed off because I guess when they had been originally floating around the galaxy, they went to Earth and they went to, to, to Salem and they got fucking drowned as witches because of the magic thing. So they left. And now they're pissed at Earth in general because of the complications that occurred. And they're on... They're putting the, the Enterprise crew on trial for being dicks, basically. Spock says, well, I'll... I'll serve as their defendant because I'm not a human. And they say, yeah, sure, you do that. Various things happen. A really boring courtroom scene happens. And then Kirk decides, I'm just going to use some magic and fight the, the main guy as Modius, the Megan prosecutor. Bitchin' wizard fight. Bitchin' wizard fight occurs where they, they start flames and they start vines and they start rain and all this weird random Shit happens while Kirk is yelling shit like, No, you're gonna become too much like the humans who you despise if you if you carry this through. You have to show us some compassion. And then all of a sudden everything stops and the Megan says, That's what we wanted to hear. We wanted to we just wanted to know that you were sympathetic to us, and now everything's fine. But Lucian, you were being very mean still, and this was a problem, so we're gonna make you go to Bubble Limbo. Limbo Put you in a bubble forever. Yeah, you're gonna go to Chicken Limbo forever. Limbo. But Kirk says, no, take me instead. And they say, well, if you're willing to stand for him, then maybe, maybe everything's okay and no one has to go after all. Something like that occurs. Well, don't forget, they also mention, by the way, he's Satan, you by, know. Uh, you uh, know he's literally the devil. He's literally the devil. But he's such a nice guy. He causes all friends. He does. So, yeah, and then the episode just kind of ends. And I'm there was much rejoicing. There was much rejoicing and no more fucking magic ever Wizardy. fucking again. Hey, so great episode, yeah. guys. Now we're Wizardy. done. Catch you next time. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. This, is, this is always Jake. <laughs> feed, feed your yeoman. <laughs> feed your yeoman. <laughs> my yeoman prefers the little pinky mice. Oh, my. Pinky mice. But yes, the survivor wasn't... Terrible. No, that one was no, actually I decent. It. I liked the Survivor. I liked the Vendorian. He was kind of cool. Yeah, it was a neat design. They actually like took the trouble to actually animate him a little. Yeah. Like when he Zoidberg down the halls. That's great. <laughs> I, uh, I like that tentacle porn is definitely going to happen. Oh, yeah. Anne was so into it. Oh, yeah. No, it's like I, the minute he revealed himself, she just should have been like, no, this actually, this is fine. I, I read a lot of Japanese comics. This is, we're good. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, this episode was so silly. I mean, there's a, a Romulan ship, and the, he, it's the same as the Klingon ships. Well, yeah, but that just, you know, that carried over from TOS. Yeah. In that way. No, but I mean, like, literally, like, even the interior of the ship. Oh, yeah. They just slightly changed a background color. Yeah. Oh, don't worry, guys. There's not going to be any Romulans out here. There, were, there weren't any out a week ago. A week ago. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> yes, our ships don't move way faster than light. Yeah, uh, that was kind of a stupid... So, let me get this straight. So, the whole thing was a setup so that the monster could... He was working for the Romulans already. Yep. And the Romulan is like, all right, go lure a Federation ship to come out here. Which means they already had Carter Winston's ship because the ship was, like, um, licensed to him. Yeah, well, well he died horribly. Well, the ship was Rectally. with the Vendorians, wasn't it? Hmm? Yeah, like, his ship had crashed on their world. Oh, so he... the Vendorian brought the ship when he Probably. Got, got hooked up with the but Romulans? he's also an outcast amongst his people. For reasons that were never made clear. He's Who, the Vendorian? He's, he's a fuck-up. Mm. He doesn't yeah. do anything. Yeah. So, are you talking about the Vendorian? Yeah, the Vendorian. Yeah. Well, probably because he really likes Earth women. Earth, Earth girls. Yeah, after easy. after Carter Winston was telling him about Anne so much for like is, a oh, year. Want. Anne. 
And of course, of course, she works on the Enterprise. Of course, she does. Because this is basically, you know, when Chapel's fiance and uh, what are little girls made of showed up. Yeah. Or yeah, no, not a robot. Or Man Trap, where we saw McCoy's old flame. Yeah. Yeah. So they brought in a guest actor to play Winston. It sounded like. No. Oh, who played him? I thought. It wasn't Dewan. I don't know. Oh, yeah, they. I think they did bring out a guest. I didn't write down who it was. But they still only have two female voice actors on the whole yep. show which meant that Anne Veal was played by Anne Norad Anne Michelle, Norad Michelle Nichols, Michelle Nichols but and, she sounded like she was talking through a trachea hole like I don't know what the <laughs> fuck she was doing well, I'm sure they told her like disguise your voice make it seem different so what she was like asphyxiating herself oh, oh I miss you so much yes ma'am yes ma'am yes ma'am and then everything else is played by, including some weird cat lady. Mares. Meow. Mares. Meow. I'm glad we finally met Mares. I've been waiting for Mares. Who's played by, um... Rachel Berry. Yeah. This is one that I feel like benefited from the, uh, shorter time. Because it was even starting to repeat itself a little bit in the let's try and capture him twice thing. And well, only 25 minutes. It repeated itself. It just yeah, the, the same, same animation. animation over and over. But, like, imagine them trying to stretch that to an hour. It would not have gone well. That's probably true. They'd have to have some weird B plot somewhere. Ugh. But I love how uh, how how playfully and trippingly Winston ran away from them all, skipping down the halls to like <laughs> lose to lose them. Yeah, <laughs> the I could have watched that scene over and over. Oh, and how foppish was the actual Winston? I don't know if I would say oh, foppish. God. I felt like he should have been on safari. His mustache and his know, like wonderful his cravat and like. Did he have a cravat? I don't know. It looks like yeah. yeah. All right, I take it back. Total fop. Uh, his, his handlebar-y mustache. Dreamy eyes. His yeah. dreamy eyes. The whites are the same color as his skin like his everybody else on the show. Dreamy tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> Except Eric's. Eric's gets to have yellow so eyes. So is the whole idea that, that Winston is, like the real Winston, was like a really just a rich guy? Yeah, he, he was, was a philanthropist. Yeah, he was super rich and he would use his fortune to help colonies in trouble. He, he, he saved like McCoy's daughter, right? Well, yeah. in the whole planet she was yeah. on. Who well, cares about the rest failed. of the McCoy? Well, Which I think that's probably supposed to be maybe part Part of the reason he was like, no, nah, I'm sure it's just the instruments and not that he's a crazy space uh, bastard. Yeah, dude, okay, what the fuck, McCoy? Let's blow up the fucking ship. However, you know, when this fucking guy who's been mysteriously missing for five years suddenly shows up, you're like, Spock, don't ask for his ID, you twat. What's wrong with you? We've this never, man's a hero. Granted, we've never asked for credentials before from yeah, someone beaming over. that's new. But it will never come up again. But again, sure it it's kind of suspicious, right? Like, if someone's been presumed dead for five years, I would ask for some I mean, goddamn credentials. That's the thing, though. It's like, my God, it's, it's, it's impossible. He's been missing for five years. Yeah, because space is yeah. so small. The vastness <laughs> of space, my friend. I know, Jesus but I'm, I'm just saying, like, maybe it was a little Vulcan intuition. No, he was right, so... Yeah, I know, but, but he'd the, never admit but to But the that. point is, the doc is like, don't ask him for his fucking identification. And then he's like, huh... These instruments must be fucked up. And then he tries nine more times, and he's like, nope, they're all broken. I don't know. <laughs> well, he does mention that, like, it's only one reading that's not coming out just right. Yeah, the so. fingerprints are right, I, which are still a way of identifying people. In the well, future. but that was on his tapes. He could have had the actual Nelsons or Winston's oh, that's tapes. True, that's true. But no, he was saying that something was a fraction of a percent off. Yeah, but then later when he was talking about with Chapel about how he'd been testing the equipment, only one reading was off. Like everything else was showing normal for human. 
The medium. only reading what that else? was off was the presence of tentacles, tentacles. meter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's showing eight tentacles, but I only count one. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> one long, girthy one. Oh, oh, Telescoping. <laughs> oh, no. Increasingly engorged. <laughs> <laughs> Erection jokes. Uh, so many. Yeah, that was an episode. Next. Next. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, I like yes. that best of these three. Yeah, me yeah. too. I, you know, one of like, my favorites so far, actually, yeah, I would say. Yeah. Like one of my top maybe my top three for these eight that we've seen so far. Yeah, I think we're gonna have trouble figuring out if we have favorites of the of More TNS. trouble. With tribbles. More tribbles. I, I no think more. it is interesting. I know so far it's mostly been for the purpose of plot, but between Lorelei Signal and this, we've had our first like we've had, you know, red shirt women before, but they've never been explicitly security before now. They were always just like yeomen and other sort of disposable crew members. There was that one time where uh, Diana Moldar was in a red dress, even though she was science, which was weird. Hmm. But like, it's, I think the first time we've had explicitly female security officers. So, small step forward. So, Infinite Vulcan, written by Walter Koenig. I'm oh. sorry, Walter. I'm sorry. Wally, buddy. Stick to acting. Why are you Should apologizing to Walter? Well, I should be fucking apologizing to us. That's Wally, true. I hope you have good investments. I hope you have a good portfolio manager because. <laughs> so yeah, was it like what was the was there any sort of backstory to that? Was it like sorry we didn't let you be in the show? Right I in mean, episode, oh, apparently, apparently, like he didn't learn he wasn't going to be in TAS until he was at a convention and like they announced TAS at the convention and he realized I'm not in this. Okay, Awkward. that's not that's not, and he's at a fucking con that he was invited to. So oof. Well, the good thing is, is when he was ready to wallow in self-pity and free drinks, there were plenty of probably like five or six people who would be willing to buy him a beverage. Aww. I mean, hell, there's probably at least one person there willing to go to bed with him. I would have gone to bed with Walter Koenig. I'm sure any of the actors from Star Trek could get laid yeah, infinite, anytime, anytime they want. Infinite pussy and ding-dongs. convention. Yeah, yeah. Walter Koenig would probably be last choice. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure there's like... After Leslie and... Off. Check off fangirls out there. Oh yeah, like a lot of like y- the younger crowd loved him. Some of them were maybe too young, but because right, it's just like not, I'm not yeah, but maybe by the seventies they were legal. Oh there you yeah. go. Well, I'll never get to actually bang a member of the monkeys, but <laughs> <laughs> well, next best thing. Walter, do you still have the wig? <laughs> oh, put it on. Put it put on, on backwards put it on me. so I don't have to look at your face. Oh, Ow. Poor Walter Koenig. What's wrong kidding. with his face? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no, no. I love Walter Koenig. I know much. you do. I do. I don't, I don't mean it, Walter. You know what he didn't love? Writing this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't love watching it. So. <laughs> no, apparently Thanks. he had to rewrite it so many times for Roddenberry that oh, he was God. just pissed by the end. Because so, he had to write it like 10, 12 times. So basically by the end he was like, here, what the fuck ever. Giant Spock now. <laughs> Giant Spock. Yeah, like, like the the plants weren't originally in the in the story, surprisingly, because they're most of the story. But Gene like requested that they be plants because you know it's it's utilizing your medium. You're in animation. You can do whatever you want. Let's not just use people. Let's use things that are utilizing like the animation and all of the world that opens up to us. And he thought it was a stupid idea, but he did it and did the whole plant thing and. When they asked him at the end of the, the, the whole ordeal, great, thanks, Walter. Are you going to want to write another one? He said, no. 
Mm. No, 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 no. Not for all the ham we're, sandwiches we're in done the world. Now. And he even asked. He he asked for an audition to be the voice of uh, Caniclius. They gave him an audition, but I'm sure it was just lip service because, of course, he didn't get the part. Poor fucker. Poor Walter. That's so that's so sad. Mm. I wanted to like this just to be like, oh, Walter, you help. But, but no. you know what? Maybe it originally was good before Roddenberry Roddenberryed all over it. You know, maybe the original version was fucking gold. If the original version involved a giant Spock monster, no. Right, but we don't know. We don't know what happened. I'm Spock lobster. It apparently didn't involve... Spock lobster. (laughs) (laughs) Spock lobster. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if the original version, we don't know. It didn't involve crazy aliens with hop for heads, so, I mean... (laughs) They are hop heads. Yeah. I like yeah. the bat pterodactyls. Those were interesting. I thought them as being little dragons. Oh, Tentacle dragons. Yeah, oh, they, they were dragony faces. Uh, they also had tentacle, like spaghetti, like spaghetti yeah. legs. And they, 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 they specified at one point that they were like they, they weren't intelligent creatures, that they were just dumb critters that did, you know, whatever they wanted. Yeah. And yet somehow they formed themselves well enough to like carry Spock away on well, command? I think that I, don't, I think that was not true, maybe. That maybe they were. Oh, they were? Intelligent. I think they're like, they're guard dogs? Yeah. Based on that little piece of recycled animation that we saw of them swooping in over and over and over again, I feel like they would make great synchronized swimmers. Yeah, they probably sure. spent, like, this episode was only like 25 minutes, and I feel like seven or eight minutes of it was just shots of the stupid bats flying, going... <laughs> 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 I do appreciate Wally giving us some continuity, though. What was that? Well, you know, with the whole, like, oh, I survived the eugenics wars thing, and, I don't know, just tying it to a larger history. Because I feel like the eugenics wars get mentioned as little as possible outside of Khan, because it's Mm. just awkward. People don't want to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, It's like how Germans don't like thinking about, you know, Germany. Well, that's the thing, though, like, (laughs) the eugenics wars, they're talking about the eugenics wars in the mid-60s. Fucking World War II is 20 years ago. Like, how fucking awkward is that for everyone involved? I don't know. It just feels... I don't know. The, 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 how many times this guy said master race and perfect yeah, specimen was, was like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, well, that's why that's why they wanted Spock. They're like, who's gonna, who's really gonna you get, know who loves who's really gonna get this master race thing? Ah, I know just the guy. Yeah. Mm. We've been waiting for a white supremacist just like you for a long time. Why? Like, why? Why couldn't he just copy Spock's mind? Why did it require blanking the original? Well, also, we find out at the end that Spock could have just yeah, mind melded his yeah, way into the giant It was fine. It was, it was all a moot fucking point. Also, why did the asshole make himself a giant? Like, hey, let me really inconvenience myself. There's nowhere I can go where I won't have to like need a special house. There might be plenty of places. I'm gonna hit my head on the ceiling yes. wherever I go. But even on the planet he's on, he's already too big. You know, the the rest of the aliens were out human height. That means there must be a bunch of like giant rotting corpses from the previous yep. iterations. Yep. Oof. Well, yeah. they're out fertilizing the plants now. Yeah, 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 there we go. I love to the plants like, yes, we're a peaceful society. We were going to enforce our peace upon the galaxy. Oh, Everyone you guys are peaceful. crazy. Okay. And then at the end, Kirk is like, hey, giant lunatic. Maybe help these plants thrive again. It's like, great, Kirk. I so basically, water them every day. And then Spock was like, it will be interesting, Captain, to come back one day and see what has grown from the seed you planted this, <laughs> this day. And fucking Kirk just backhands Meanwhile, him. the fucking crew of the Enterprise H is going to have to deal with the invasion of the plant dickheads. They look like little asparagus thistle monsters mm. with, with lots of weird tentacles and weird tentacle cleavage. 
Mm, yeah. You were really into the tentacle cleavage. Well, I know I knows what I likes. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, I don't. Yeah, this episode really just felt like it was mashed together from various ideas. Which, I mean, the way Ames explained the process makes sense now. Yeah. It sounds like Walter Koenig probably had an idea. And then every time he turned it in, Roddenberry was like, Okay, but what about this? Okay, but what about... Okay, what, 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 here's probably what really happened. Roddenberry just doesn't like Koenig. Like, they didn't get along or something. And that's why I didn't invite him back to do the show. You know, he just he didn't, he didn't care for him. And, like, this this episode thing was him throwing a bone just so, you know, he wouldn't get upset. And uh, he was hoping that, you know, at, by repeatedly sending back the script, eventually Walter would Koenig just would quit. Just give up. He'd be like, fuck it, I don't want to do it. Hmm. And uh, that never happened. But Koenig had nothing else to do, and so he persisted. Yep. He knew there was a sandwich at the end of the day, and he had to make it there. But yes. only if Kirk didn't want fourths that day. Fourths. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he had thirds in a recent episode. Uh. So. Oh, he did inject himself into the episode because the little walking plant that bites Sulu was called a retlaw, which is Walter backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not at all Sulu. pathetic. For sure. <laughs> Definitely not a little pathetic <laughs> he at all. Bites Sulu. Ah. They're, well, they're best friends. Oh, no. There wasn't show. much else in this episode. There was lots of no. darkened hallway action because animating action is hard, so let's make it dark oh, so God. no one can tell. And there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Let's oh, get no, as many not. shots of that as we can. There's yeah, really no I love light. The aliens were trying to lead them into a trap, but did actually still lead them to Spock, too. Like, uh, yeah, that was so Spock stupid. Too. Yeah, uh, uh, I guess maybe that was the actually the plan of Tolly McJimpants Five there to be like, if they see my work, surely they'll understand. Oh, they don't. This was unexpected. <laughs> so, sh- should we talk about the inevitable? No, there's 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 one highlight to this episode oh. to, to to Infinite Vulcan, and that was the end when Sulu winks for no reason uh, yeah. at the camera, Sulu, or at least at the screen. Oh, Sulu, you are the most scrutable person I know. Wink! What does that fucking even mean? That doesn't mean anything. Is scrutable actually, like, a thing? I don't think so. No. Like, because inscrutable is, right? You may not be inscrutable. You can only, you may not be scrutable. You can only be inscrutable. I know you can be I underwhelmed, can. and I know you can be overwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? Okay. So. The magics <sighs> of Magus 2. Magics. Caitlin had the right idea during this episode and slept through most of it. I mean, I feel like what I would say to our to our loyal listeners is if you are in a state where marijuana is legal and you haven't watched this one yet, pop this fucker on mute, hmm. get high as a kite, and just enjoy the visuals. No, but you gotta put, like, this, we need some kind of psychedelic album to put under it. Ah, yeah, just, just pick your favorite early Floyd and call it a day. I do not condone illegal drug use. Well, that's why I said if you're in a state where okay. it's legal. All right. So like I have to make it clear. So, like, California, like, Colorado, and Massachusetts are good, and I think didn't, they just made Washington it, state, Nevada, Washington, just, and they just made it legal in it's legal in Canada and Mexico. So if we have well, we our our bordering California is a bit of our more Mexican listeners. California is a bit more iffy though because I think they're still technically medicinal, and we are encouraging like a recreational use. Either way, there's five states where you can do it legally and yeah. two whole countries near If you're us. in a state where you can't legally get high, I don't know, get drunk as a skunk. It might help. Unless you're underage, in which case have some sodi pop and avoid this episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, please Just don't be underage because the if you're in a fucking you fan fiction episode. If you're, if you're underage and you're listening to us, I don't think you like us. Air. No, don't do that. 
Uh, oh, here's what you do. Here's what you do. You quaaludes. You you like sit upside down and like let the blood rush to your head. That might give you some kind of dude. Can we not? Because if someone kills themselves doing this, listening to our <laughs> fucking episode, we're gonna get sued. Yeah, yeah. Get one of those inversion things for people with back troubles. That's kind of what I was just saying. Yeah, yeah. but then like put yourself in the fully reclined position and jerk off, <laughs> so that when you come, it goes on your face. <laughs> And, like, your face gets covered in your own jizz. And then you walk around like that for hours. And then watch this episode. And then you'll be like, wow, this episode is the second worst thing that's happened today. I mean, really, the best advice is... (laughs) So glad that's where that went. (laughs) Really, the best advice is if you haven't watched this episode already, just don't. I know we usually encourage you to just follow along, join us, but... We like you because you take time out of your day to listen to us. Don't watch this episode if you haven't already. And if you have, I'm sorry. And thank you. I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to stop you right there, though. They're not taking time out of their day. They're cleaning their house while they listen to this. Whatever. I'm just saying. They could be listening I'm to just their favorite saying. early Floyd. Instead, they're listening to us, and I appreciate that. I don't not appreciate it. I'm just saying. These are our... our give, us, give us your commuters... Your house cleaners, your laundry doers, gym goers, gym goers, house plant waterers. Yeah, yeah. Boy, we've really avoided talking about this episode. Yeah. So here's one thing about this episode Magic. that I read into, yep. uh, or that that I read about, and that's that the the writer originally had Lucifer be God. Oh, uh, they brought that to NBC. NBC went collar tug. Uh huh. <laughs> Dislike Nick's the God thing, but Satan's okay. I mean, somehow. Like, really, either way, if you Satan. if you say that, okay, I guess Satan was just a space alien. Then what becomes implicit is that so then was God, or maybe God's completely imaginary. Like, it's just as bad from their perspective. I you mean, think. stupid kids aren't going to get it. If you make yeah, it in- explicit, they will. I can only imagine that that literally everything must have changed about the whole the original pitch when they had to change from God to Satan because yeah. you know Satan bringing them to a random planet and it being you know against the planet's rules is a, is very different than God bringing them to a planet and yeah. everyone on the planet's like no get the fuck out. It's like that Satan's such a nice guy and just wants to help and be. Friends. He just wants to yeah he wants he just wants space bros because yeah. I mean, his space people are kind of boring. Satan wasn't a bad guy until God kicked him out and shit. It's true. I was going to say, this episode, it feels like Roddenberry doing a trial run for, uh, for five. Pun, pun intended. No. no, I was going to say for TNG. Oh, yeah, that aspect. Q putting humanity on trial bullshit. Uh-huh. I did actually have that. Q did it better. Much. Yeah, Q did it way better. I love Q. But, I mean, these people could very well be a prototype for the Q as yeah, well. yeah. They live in an alternate universe. Yeah. They have magical powers. They snap mm-hmm. their fingers, and stuff happens. Yeah, they love quartz. Yep. Yeah. Shame they, we never saw Q in full fucking pilgrim gear. Mm. I don't know. Q's, Q's got some great costumes. He does. He does. I look we, forward to seeing more of him. We never saw him in a buckle hat, though. <laughs> Do you think people you so there was a scene when they were in Pilgrim Times where they were all in like these pillory things? Mm-hmm. Do you think? They sell or people use pillories in like sex. Oh goodness, yes. obviously. That's a thing. What's a pillory? The, the thing, the thing that the, like you put your hands and head through and you're like locked in. The stuff. 
the stocks? Yeah, yeah. like the stocks, yeah, yeah. More than Yeah, certain. wouldn't you? I, well, I'm just thinking, like... Because that seems like the perfect sex. Well, well wait. When you ask that, do you mean like do real people now do real that? Real human beings. Oh yeah, they absolutely do. Oh, do you think in like Pilgrim times, if you saw well, someone that's in the stock cage, you just like me. walk up and like you know like hey, you're, he- I mean, you're here, you're already bent over. I mean, maybe, but uh, yeah, no, people absolutely do. I know that they do. Interesting. I mean, usually if the question is, do you think people do X for sex? The answer is always yes. That's true. Oh, yeah. But that's a that's like a kink thing for sure. Oh yeah. I'm certain the makers of this show did that. Yeah, guys. Um, once again, Rodenberry. a lot of uh, a lot of deep running kink shit in this. Uh, although I'm definitely a freak. Although I think this is the first overtly BDSME thing we have seen this. Uh, in, this the, season. in the animated series. Yeah, it's true. Probably harder. If you're not reading between the lines and seeing it in every episode, then you're not. Then you don't yeah, know. If you're not just searching <laughs> every episode, high and low for. Whatever kinky shit is going on, and you're not trying hard enough. Yeah, I was going to say, we've got lots of tentacle monsters two that's episodes true. in a row, so that's, that's true. Speaking of, we also have some weird breath play that didn't work, where suddenly, like, the oxygen, like, runs oh, out yeah. of the room. Some weird breath and, play. And no one reacts how you would actually react during an oxygen deprivation kind of scenario. Which is yeah. how? How does that happen? I mean, you just... You don't start coughing and dying. You just start breathing in not oxygen until you get lightheaded and pass out. Yeah. And they also, like, the split-second life support goes out. They start running out of air. And it's like, that... No. <laughs> yeah, so, that's because Spock was standing in the background going... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he secretly actually has some, like, extra little capillaries scattered out his body where he can yes. store air for up to three hours. Organ extra lungs. Oh, my God. I wonder if we'll run into that someday. I bet we will. Probably. Or, like, fucking Neelix has extra lung or something. Yeah, probably. That dickhead. Dink. Hate him. You don't like Neelix? No. Neelix is obnoxious. Jackass. Uh, Sorry, uh, that tangent happened. I was say, we sure aren't talking about this episode again. There's not much else to say about this. I episode. have to say, the fucking wizarding fight was r- <laughs> rivaled Harry versus Griffin Schnout. What's the fucking villain's name in that movie? <laughs> Voldemort? Voldemort. <laughs> Voldemort. Griffin Schnout. Um, oh. Yeah, Vol- Voldemort. Do- Vol- Voldy. Old Vold. Volvo. Do you think Vol- Voldemort drives a Volvo? I hope so. A Volvomort? It's the safest on the road. <laughs> Look, I I just came back from the dead. I want to keep my body intact. Um, Five star safety rating. But yeah, I mean, it was definitely a full on wizarding brawl. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a. It was a. And of course, curse. And of course, Kirk faced his old enemy, a strong wind. He did. Yep. He oh god! Hard. And the sound mix was so bad. Because like in the sound mix. Because like they had Shatner doing that. I'm fighting a strong wind voice acting, but like his voice was significantly louder than the wind. So the like it was mm. off. It's like you shouldn't be struggling this hard. It sounds like a light breeze. Well, there was, there was also like a shot where like he was covering his mouth while he was talking. And only his hair was moving. Yeah. At all. Well, it's again, it's as Ames pointed out last episode, so they'd have to animate the mouth. Oh, yes, moving. clearly. Yeah. In the in the previous episode, there was a point where they're supposed to have flashlight belts or something, mm. and he looks. <laughs> he just looks down. They're not working, but nothing. <laughs> yeah, moves. that was His great. arms don't move to go to the belt. Well, it's because I don't. Kirk, I don't want to animate my arms. Therefore, the they fla- just don't work. The, the flashlight belt is really just his penis. See, <laughs> so, so I was gonna say, Kirk, up yet. Kirk, Kirk at this point is just so skilled. He has a prehensile cock, and he oh no tried the button with that. Prehensile like, cock. Nope. 
Can he hang from the ceiling with it? No! <laughs> Let the blood rush to his head so he can get a little high. I and then he jerks that. off and... Yeah. Still better than this episode. Mm. <laughs> um, oh, God, as you, I think, may have mentioned in passing earlier, Caitlin, just the... Uh, every time Luc- Lucian... Yeah, Lucian? Satan, whatever, would raise his arms, they would suddenly, oh, yeah. like, drop four or five inches in length. Like, they were normal length by his side, they'd lift them up and they'd be all stuck. Well, Jake actually pointed that out first. I no, think I think so. you mentioned it a little earlier. Oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to give... Give credit where credit credit credit's credit 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 due, I appreciate yeah. that. I'm not the same person. credit, but don't you dare try to take that from me. I'm so... I mean, again, since you're the same person, crediting one of you is crediting the other. Well, it's true, I guess. But yeah, it was weird, like... Like, he had normal arms in there by his side, but whenever he brought them up, they became... Like, you're right, like, they became really, really stubby. He's like, ah! Like, he, he also couldn't fully extend his elbows, so he could just kind of, like... Yeah. Mm. They, like, tried to draw all this muscle definition on him, mm. but it just ended up looking like he was one of those really articulated action figures that yeah. could, like, turn at the chest. He looked like he had, like, a suit of armor on over his, his skin. His forearm was shorter than his upper arm or yeah. something. I don't even know. He didn't have any nipples. He also had no nipples. Weird. Just like Kirk. Yeah, I didn't notice. I didn't. I didn't check. Been checking. I haven't been checking for navel, but. Um, oh yeah, I don't know. But yeah, no nipples. That's probably that's probably deemed too uh, risque. They're a pain in the ass to animate. Nobody's turned on by a man's nipples. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but it's Satan. Satan. You're right. I would be very I mean, turned on by I mean, Satan. 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 They originally. He was a little horny though. Ah. Ah. Oh god. And then Jake winks at the camera. So I never answered the question, or maybe they did, and I didn't notice it. But is that where matter comes from? The center of the oh, galaxy? Oh God, that's right. That was the st- so. Did the writers confuse the creation of the galaxy with the Big Bang? Yeah, that's what it sounded. It sounded like, like that. Yeah, to me that well. was that was really also, annoying. I, I feel like I don't know if in the seventies they didn't really have enough study yet, but like the new studies are that the center of the galaxy is just a supermassive black hole. Yeah, I think that's newer. So I, I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that they didn't know that at the time, but. Either way, though... Yeah, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't be this... The, uh, the center of our galaxy would not be at the center of the universe. Yeah, but you, well, you also don't know. I mean, the center of the galaxy could... I mean, we could ask Stephen Hawking, I guess, to be sure, but... Mr. Hawking, if you're a listener, he please is a listener. Uh, drop He's a, a big line. Star Trek fan. I know he listens. So, Mr. Hawking, if you could let us know what the scientific probability that the center of our galaxy houses a portal to the wizarding land... <laughs> um, you have to so be invited by the devil, Drop us a line on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I actually noticed that uh, that Stephen Hawking is in the uh, TNG posters that you posted this week. Oh, that yes. makes sense. That was nice. That was cool. Holy shit. Is he on Twitter? We should tweet at him and ask him that question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, then he might listen to the show and hate us. No, no he, would, he would love us. He would... Yeah, he's, he's especially when I use my witty Britishisms. He would yes. really like that. Yes. like witticisms. I wonder. I mean, I don't know if any. If there's oh a, no! If, if, don't say something that's going to make Mr. Hawking not listen to our no, show. No, I'm just wondering if there are. Does any? Has, are there any recordings of Stephen Hawking's voice from before he couldn't speak? Like I would imagine. Yeah. I know he was pretty young when he when he couldn't when he lost that ability. No, I would imagine though, but because I would, I want him to be like the most foppish British man. He's like a Percy Blakeney. Yes! Well, yes, the black holes of the universe. Let me yes. tell you all about physics. Quite. We're so sorry, Mr. Hawking. Please don't leave us. I read a thing hey, recently. Professor. He's probably Professor Hawking. Yeah, Dr. Professor. Hawking? Doctor, Professor. Do- doctor, doctor is better than doctor Professor. Pop. I did uh, read a thing this week that he was asked, like, they were like, hey, you know, we could upgrade the voice electronics on your on your machine so that you sound 
More like, like make you Alexa? Well, yeah, because like the technology to make human sounding electronic voices is a lot better than it was. And they just recently asked him. This like they well, I feel like they asked him. I feel like they did ask him years ago. Well, also. apparently, what he said, he's like, "Well, this is my voice now. Like, Aww. this is like what people like. If people heard some other sound coming out of it, they wouldn't recognize it as me. Like, this is the voice I identify with." I'd like to think, though, that maybe he did have them install a second one that he can use just so he can make prank phone calls sometimes. Yes. Hmm. Like, he rings up uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and fucks with him for a while. Nice. Work. Or he, like, orders a shitload of pizza and then has them delivered to, like, I don't know, the Vatican. Yeah, I'm sure. Italian pizza. Yeah, I bet, nice. I bet Dr. Hawking gets up to all kinds works? of... What? Getting pizza have, delivered they, to the Vatican? No, do you think they have Domino's in Italy? God, I hope not, but they probably do. You think like you think like Italian people in Italy ordering pizza think or like they're ordering American food? Because <laughs> I mean, think about it this way: you know, there's Long John Silver's in New England. Fuck, there's Domino's in Boston, and we have a shitload of Italians. So, but you know, the thing about Domino's is just it's just so fucking easy to order Domino's. But it's yeah. garbage. Yeah, it's but, then, but you get the little man that tells you your pizza's being made by Alex. Mm. I'd rather have pizza that doesn't suck. Then pizza with a little man. They're crusted. Don't lie. We know you want to have pizza with a little man. Um. You know what? You know what we need. You know what doesn't seem to exist yet. What's that? There's no like Irish fast food. Who would want it? Fucking boiled cabbage. (laughs) (laughs) We need like a corned beef and cabbage cart or some shit. We need like a food truck. The fucking world is waiting for this shit. Uh, I'm sure there's already a corned beef and cabbage. Tidy, have a gallon of vinegar with that, will ya? Hi, tidy, tidy, Oh, what's your old friend Finnegan? Oh, Jimmy, me boy. Oh, she gets a little S and M, isn't it? I put her in a pillory now, won't I? Oh, he's into that. Just like in a pilgrim time. Oh, did he? Hi, tidy, tidy. I don't know that that's how you guys get into your Irish. What about? What about this, right? Right, And I should probably clarify for the multiple horrible things we said about the Irish over the 40-odd episodes. Uh, I'm part Irish, so it's all okay. You're mostly Yay. Irish. That's true. Uh, so what about this? I got a little Irish in me. An Irish dessert <laughs> food truck called the Irish Potato Flannin. Oh. That's forced. That's terrible. Okay, you're terrible. Oh, God. Yeah. Why, why would you take take our time to make that joke? Because it's better than talking about the magics of Megas too. Well, he's yeah, not wrong there's there, nothing. There's, there's nothing know, else to say about the parents, magics of Megas. My grandparents mm-hmm. used to drive to like Connecticut, I think, mm-hmm. to go to the nearest Red Lobster. You know, I've oh. actually heard that Red Lobster isn't bad. Still, I feel like Still, there's more. There's feel, closer I feel, I feel lobster like There's joints. closer places you could yeah, get. Yeah, but that would guys, the deals. Yeah, it's really the deals. But I think I'm not sure if it was Red Lobster Everywhere or a different in restaurant New England where has they were, and the chair broke that my grandmother was sitting in, and oh, she fell no, out. She hurt herself. Banana. She. Oh. Um, Did they give her like lobsters? Well, for, they sued for them. A year? Well, they sued the insurance, and they got a bunch of money, and they bunch of lobsters, and then they spent it all on a chair, uh, a mechanical chair lift, like Miss Deagle. From, uh, oh, for the house, like to get up the stairs. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so what you're saying is when we go to Red Lobster, we should bring a little sawzall and just yeah, make sure to we'll work we'll on that chair. chair. Lift out of it. <laughs> I'm sick of going upstairs. <laughs> frankly, yeah, I don't know. I, in all fairness, I don't know if it was Red Lobster. I know it was a restaurant that might have been. <laughs> Jake, was entirely the point of the, the whole story was to talk about lobsters. That's Thank fine. you very much for joining us for oh, this yeah, episode. Spock of Lobster, I forgot. Spock <laughs> lobster. <laughs> if it was just illegal seafood, I'm out. 
Dude, you better get more than a fucking chairlift out of think, fucking legal seafood. I don't think they went to legals. I don't think Actually, they... No, that's what it is. That's why the guy suddenly shaved his mustache. That was part of the settlement. You earn a bunch of money, and you're taking off your trademark mustache and penance. Mm. Oh, Bobby. You made yourself ugly, Patina. What? Bob's Burgers. You don't watch no. Bob's Burgers, no. dude? No. Oh, my God. Watch Bob's Burgers. So good. Every time someone tells me to watch a show, I watch it and I'm unimpressed. Someone, what was that show that Rick and Morty? Rick and Morty. Ugh. No, I hate Rick and Morty to be horrible. to be honest. But honestly, watch one episode. I'll tell you an episode to watch. I don't know. I, will I, I, find I have the so right many episode. so many more shows ahead of that in line of the you have to watch this. Episode. Just give me one episode. It's all I ask. Uh, I've already got. Like, Chris is already telling me to watch BoJack Horseman. Chris, I've tell me the Bob's Burgers of, is. You, you would just put, too many cartoons. You don't put Bob's over BoJack. Oh, well, you're just wrong. Bojack's so much You probably better. like Bojack, though. You guys are sort of morphing into the it's same so human. Bleak. Yeah, well, you guys are morphing into the same person. Chris and I are morphing into the same person. Also, Will Arnett is amazing. We're like some yeah. kind of transporter accident. Basically. Um, but if we both go through it, it, it we'll revert to our originals, right? Maybe. That's maybe. right. We'll have to make sure they record the pattern. Anyway, this has been episode 44 of A Star to Steer Her By. Whoa. That sure was some hot garbage. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, do please find and like our Facebook page, A Star to Steer Her By. The good news is we're doing three episodes a week of this thing, so we'll be through it soon, and then the movies, and then can't you taste it, TNG? Oh, I can't wait. Even Star Trek V. Data. Data will be here soon. We'll have a good laugh. Oh, I hate it so much. We are also on Twitter and Tumblr as SSHB Podcast. Read our fanfics if you haven't yet. Yes, yes. Do please um, subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting application. And if you use iTunes, please do consider giving us a rating and review. Oh, uh, next week, we will be looking at Once Upon a Planet, Mud's Passion, and... So much passion. We already know about mud. The passion. Tur- <laughs> Hair is mud. The Terratin t- uh-huh. incident, I, I think. Terratin? Terratin. We- we'll know. find out next week. For a star to steer her by, this has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. And this is always Jake. Thank you very much for listening. Be sure to tip your yeoman. Do you think if it goes in the bum, do you no. think a tentacle could make its way all the way up and come out your mouth if it was long enough? <laughs> uh, no. Probably not without really fucking shit up. That's a good Well, <laughs> Sure, certainly. It would have to be a really, really long tentacle, though, because isn't, um, isn't the intestine, like, six feet long or... It's pretty crazy. long. It's pretty like, long. really long, so... But then again, it is, a, it is a, a creature that can turn itself into anything. So, presumably Yikes. it could turn itself into a very long Just one tentacle. really long tentacle? Yeah. Oh, God, I don't want to. But then wouldn't you, wouldn't, it, like, it would be in your stomach, so the acid would be hurting its oh, stomach, and, like... It could turn itself plus, into a shield. it would, the tentacle would go in your butt and come out your mouth, which means you'd have poop in your mouth, and that's <laughs> disgusting, Jake. What's wrong with you? Yeah, that's a good point. It's gross. I'm just writing this stuff down for future consideration. <laughs> <laughs> Audience, don't worry. We don't plan on doing TAS fanfic. Damn. Uh, Damn it, Jake. No. <laughs>